When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The streak has come to an end as the Indianapolis Colts took a beating from the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Is there cause for concern with this Colts team? And how did the loss change their playoff chances? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and as always, I'm joined here by my fellow analyst and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake was not a good game. Not good. Uh, Mistakes all around, sloppy play, just did not seem like a uh, what what we've seen out of this Colts team the last the last four weeks, you know, getting beat on uh, on the details and and we've seen this in the past where the Colts lay an egg in December and it looks like Sunday that was their time. But how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, and you know, um, really, really, really bad loss. Um, I, I do think that there are elements of this that showcase just more of how. Brian Callahan has has helped Jake Browning than than the Colts struggling in this one. But again, this is a game that we figured was going to happen at some point, maybe not this drastically bad uh, on all three fronts of the football game. But there are silver linings. We're going to get to those. There's, there's players that did show some impact. We'll get to them. But overall, what we really have to get into, Andrew, is a gut-wrenchingly bad performance. And I don't know if it's really an argument that this is the worst game of the year so far. Yeah, I, I think it, it's definitely up there. Uh, just especially not not in in regards to like a, a devastating loss or or anything like that, but just in terms of how the Colts played. You know, just not efficient football, mistakes all the way around for this team. Mistakes that realistically probably shouldn't be making uh, week fourteen of of the NFL season, exactly. but. Thankfully, it's not like it's a do-or-die game for the Indianapolis Colts. There's still time to recover, and we're going to dive into all of that here tonight. Truett is getting a start out on a hot note with his super sticker. Truett, thank you so much, buddy, Champion. for all of your support. And guys, let's 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 wish some let's wish some good thoughts and good vibes to Truett because he's I'm on the pup list tonight, man. He's got the flu, but have a great show. So hey, ever a T's and P's to Truett. Hope you feel better, man. Hopefully right. it's 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 something that that doesn't last very long, and you can be back with us and and ready to go Thursday night. So thank you so much for your super uh, super sticker, Truett, and and feel better soon. Logan Schmidt, the GOAT, is in the chat. Not a good Monday, boys. Not a no. victory Monday. Certainly not a victory Monday uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Stats, Matt. So about that game Saturday. Sunday's in the rear view, as Bill B says, on to the Steelers. I wish this was our Steelers preview, but we're going to be uh, really yeah, dissecting cool. what uh, what's going on uh, with this Colts team and what really happened against the Cincinnati Bengals. Chaz is with us tonight. What's up, guys? Uh, he says, hopefully our O-line can get healthy again. That really killed us again against the Bengals definitely yeah. wasn't the the performance we wanted to see out of the offensive line uh whether it was against uh, in the passing game or the running game and then Joe Camacho is here we need a big time <laughs> leader on the field and in the locker room Joe's a legend so glad yeah. you could join us tonight as well so we're going to dive into all these facets talk about offense defense the blunders on special teams and how this affects the Colts playoff chase and and whether or not this this this, this is a, a do or die uh, a loss for the Colts. So we're going to dive into all of that uh, tonight. But if you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our 
socials like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live every monday and thursday night so you never miss an episode and again we're trying to get to 2000 subscribers before the end of the season got some good subscribers last week from from some new ones so if you're new here appreciate all of your support and 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 thank you for joining us on this journey but if you can't catch us live apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe give us a five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you so drake let's dive right in the colts disappointed on sunday and fall to the Bengals 34 to 14 and with that we have a, a super chat from the goat himself logan schmidt thank you so much for your five dollar super chat logan really really appreciate it buddy and he's getting us he's, he's getting right to the point drake why did we lay an egg like that coaching slept what was it so what do you think the main reason was that that the colts just weren't sharp against the Bengals on sunday you know, it, it's really hard to say, but I will say that there's probably a degree of coaching, especially with the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I also think that, yeah, right out of the gate, takes a sack. Gardner Minshew takes a sack. First first play that the Colts have. Okay, that's a horrible way to start your game when you have a quarterback that ain't getting away from anybody. So I think that they also, to a degree, just might have underestimated this team because I underestimated them. I figured out oh, Jake Browning – He's facing the Colts defensive pass rush that is second in the NFL. He's gonna he's gonna come down to earth. They didn't get touched. So, I mean, I, I think a lot of us are underestimated the Bengals. Yeah, I, I think from a fan standpoint, they were certain they certainly underestimated what this Bengals team could do. I I honestly, honestly, Logan, I, I don't know if it, it, it specifically comes down to coaching uh, or, or anything like that. I just think that the Colts didn't execute when, when you look at everything and, and take a, take just a snapshot of the whole picture. It wasn't one particular area that really doomed the Colts on Sunday. Mm-hmm. There were mistakes on offense. You know, the offensive line couldn't, couldn't withstand the, the Bengals pass rush, uh, Zach Moss couldn't get the, anything going on the ground. Gardner Minshew looked flustered uh, on the defensive side of things. Zero pass rush, no sacks of Jake Browning. You know, go uh, the the Colts were having trouble defending screen passes, having such young and inexperienced cornerbacks going up against the likes of Jamar Chase and 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 T Higgins certainly didn't help things. And and then when you talk about special teams, a missed field goal, a missed extra point. Uh, the the muff on the on the punt return because your own player runs into you and you're trying to make a fair catch just whatever whatever could whatever could go wrong went wrong for this Indianapolis Colts team on Sunday and and credit to the Bengals they executed they forced the Colts into mistakes and 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 they they certainly had an impact in in how this Colts team played so I don't know if it was specifically one thing it was just a combination of of the Colts as a team didn't play good football. And, and sometimes it's just as easy as that to explain. But Logan, thank you so much, buddy, for your super chat. Really, really appreciate it. And and getting us off on a very, uh, a very high note to to really dive into all this. So, but yeah, Drake, I mean, self-inflicted wounds, in my opinion, that's what the, the theme of the game was for the Indianapolis Colts. It's why I titled my post-game piece that they couldn't overcome us uh the all of those self-inflicted wounds and and in the end it ended up looking like the the worst performance of the year from this team yeah and it's it's kind of tailing off of uh i'm going right to the ground game to start off because look you have gardner Minshew back there you have to have a ground game going and this was a golden opportunity with one of the league's worst rushing defenses to get that going and who would have thought that i mean blake freeland is is better Okay, in run blocking, far better in run blocking than he's pass blocking. But who would have thought that the Colts would miss Braden Smith that much on Trey Henderson? I mean, he would have absolutely been able to handle Trey Henderson better than than, than Freeland did, and it caused issues everywhere. He he made tackles in the backfield on Moss. Uh, he made sacks happen. You know, you're not allowed to get the pass game going because you can't get the run game going because Gardner Minshew, no offense, he doesn't have a lot of tools that are going to shock a defense. You have to have a lot of things operating at least pretty well for Minshew to go out there and wheel and deal. Okay. So um, I, I think that honestly, the biggest self-inflicted wound has to be that, has to be that punt because you're thinking at least the Colts are getting the ball back. 
right? <laughs> uh, I think it was um, a mere. I think it was a mere speed, right? Right. Right. <laughs> it just runs into Isaiah McKenzie, balls on the ground, and all that McKenzie can do is, is stand up on a knee and just look at the ball get recovered, and he just looks at speed and goes. He's, he's got his hands up. So um, I, I think at the end of the day, like you said, all three phases couldn't play very well. Too many self-inflicted wounds. And it's a professional football field, man. If you do that against any team and you you let that many things happen, um, any team's going to take advantage of at least a couple of those opportunities. Right. And and yeah, well, we the, the running game never got off the ground. I mean, the, the Colts as a team, again, averaged under three yards per carry. When you're yeah. when you're running the ball like that, you're you're not going to be able to 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 do much, you know, and, and to this for this team to turn one dimensional when you have Gardner Minshew back there. Again, I think we we've talked about this so much that everybody, everyone in our audience could could repeat it, that you're not going to win because of Gardner Minshew. You're going to win with Gardner Minshew. So if you're going to put that much pressure on his on his back and make it and make him lead you to a victory you're not going to win very many games if you're not playing that complimentary football so running game couldn't get off the ground you mentioned it talking about the pass rush and, and this is kind of just meant talking about the o-line in general uh certainly didn't do well uh going up against trey hendrickson and the like you talked about blake freeland bernard ryman i thought had his had his worst game True. of the 2023 season you know i think both all the, the both of hendrickson's sacks came against Bernard Ryman there at, at left tackle. Ryman also had a, a false start. So this offensive line did not get much push in the run game. Uh, they, they certainly became susceptible to allowing pressure in the pass game. And, and you know, when, when Gardner Minshew gets, has gotten pressure this season, it hasn't turned out well for the Colts. So offensive line did not perform up to expectations. I thought they were going to have a much better game than they did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Braden Smith was out, but we, we talked about how the the steps Blake Freeland has taken throughout the year. You know, he's he's got steadily gotten better and better better. Where you're thinking, you know, he could be a serviceable tackle. Uh, yeah, he might give up some pressures and and a sack here and there, but but for the most part, he can, he can handle his own certainly wasn't the case yesterday bernard ryman who's had a fantastic season don't want to discredit any of that because i still believe raymond and and have full confidence that raymond can be the franchise left tackle for the colts but some days you're just off you know and and yesterday raymond was off really the whole offensive line was off not being able to get a push allowing various pressures just wasn't good for those guys up front which in turn really set this offense behind the sticks yeah, and and the thing about is it a Lou Anarumo? Yes. Okay, so like look, something that I noticed is he didn't really blitz as much as you'd think. Mm -hmm. They won. They won a lot of those battles didn't, just with didn't really need four. to. Yeah, didn't really Holy, need to. That is just bonkers because they came into the they they had also a bad pass defense. And yes, I think that they had put some sacks on the quarterback. Obviously, Hendrickson's having an incredible year, uh, but they were like middle of the pack. So credit to 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 Anarumo for putting those guys in positions just to win without sending a lot of pressure. Minshew did not get blitzed people very much in this game. It was just three up front, four up front, and they were winning. And then you use all that coverage to take away, you know, Michael Pittman, and then you force him to look somewhere else. And by the time he finds that second, third receiver, he's on the grounder. He's already pressured enough that he can't make the throw. So, man, they really put a lot of pressure on Minshew without even bringing any additional. So, Exactly. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Danielle, for her lightly super sticker here. Uh, my beautiful pregnant wife, Danielle, which, by the way, we had our gender reveal this weekend. Uh, Kurt got look, turned on some highlights of Pat McAfee practice my punning. Uh, shout out to, to the GOAT, Pat McAfee. And we're having a baby boy. So uh, get those scouting reports ready for, for baby more coming here in May. Uh, thank you so much. And hey, even got a seal of approval. Uh, posted the video on X if you haven't seen it. Uh, asked Pat how my form was, said it was phenomenal. So that's yeah. all I needed to hear uh, uh, from the Colts legend himself. But Drake, let's let's talk about Gardner Minshew. You know, uh, I think he went 26 for 39, 240 yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception, was sacked three times on Sunday. In my opinion, the and, and this maybe it's controversial. Uh, we'll we'll see what what you guys think of it in in the chat. Um, Gardner Minshew was not the main reason the Colts lost on Sunday in my opinion. Uh, did he play did he play great? 
no, I, I don't, I don't think so, but it wasn't terrible. You know, I don't think Gardner Minshew was the main reason this Colts team lost to the Bengals. I think once, once things got out of hand, you're probably thinking Gardner Minshew isn't the quarterback that's going to bring this Colts team back into contention. But in my opinion, it, it wasn't, it was just an average day by, by Gardner Minshew on a day that the Colts needed their quarterback to be probably a star in order for them to compete with with everything else going around going on around them you know um the thing is he played like he's supposed to he is a backup level qb he didn't i agree 100 you're talking about a ground game that was flatter than it's possibly been all season all right zach moss averaged like uh i'm looking at it right here so 13 carries for 28 yards that's a solid 2.2 i think so that couldn't get going. The blocking was bad. The penalties were awful. The coverage could not track anybody because it was evenly distributed by Jake Browning. No, I think the most catches was three, and that was Brown, Mixon, and Chase all, all combined for three catches. So no one dominated. Everybody played equally well. So a lot of a lot of things forced Minshew to have to try to be more than he gets paid to be. Okay, he is a high level backup. If you're asking your backup to shoulder the entire freaking offense. And you're asking him to, to, to shoulder you out of a 14-point deficit? That's crazy. He's a backup quarterback. I don't care who it is. Even if it's Jake Browning. If he was down 14 points, you might be talking about a different a different type of performance from this guy. So um, I think that anybody that thinks that Minshew has to be more than what he's getting paid to do, I mean, that's that's crazy. It's, it's definitely not all on him now. Have there been games this season where he's really put the Colts in a tough spot and potentially lost the game? Yeah, but this isn't one of them. So uh, I think that everybody needs to look at this game um, as an example of what you can improve from and uh, just build off of it, man. Shout out to Logan Schmidt, the, the GOAT, again, for his $10 super chat saying, congratulations, more family. You're too kind, my good sir. You're, coo- you're too kind. Uh, my wife and I are just are super excited to, to bring, uh, I guess I can release the name. It's already out there. Baby Jackson, Jackson Moore, uh, cool will, be, will be coming into, into the world in May. So thank you so much to, to Logan and everyone else that has shown support uh, on social media, not only to myself, but also, sh- I mean, shout out to uh, to. to drake and and his his beautiful fantastic fiance aubrey who are also bringing uh, life into this world in february uh hopefully the show doesn't go through too many changes uh you guys might have to uh, deal with this maybe hear some screaming babies in the background uh like later later in 2024 but hey you're, you're gonna ride ride the wave with us along the way thank we'll you be so here. much logan schmidt oh absolutely there's we'll there's no here. chance we're going anywhere and then shout out to stats matt for his two dollar super chat so naming him matt sweet uh matt maybe a middle name maybe maybe we include matt as the middle name haven't made that decision quite yet brother uh but thank you so much for for all of your support really really do uh appreciate it so so yeah drake gardner Minshew, uh, and 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 again this is this is kind of where as colts fans you have to be you just have to be realistic you know this isn't anthony richardson here uh, this isn't Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, whoever you you want, Jalen Hurts, uh, hell, Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott are the leaders for MVP. This isn't a team. This isn't a guy that that can carry a t- your team to to victory and come out of twenty point holes. You know, it's he, he again. He was signed to this team to be a high level backup. Has he been able to keep this team afloat? Absolutely. And and kudos to Gardner Minshew for for doing that. Not a lot of backup quarterbacks could could i i don't think but you just have to be realistic with what he is i mean he he's a backup quarterback for a reason so when when you're not going to ha- get a running game going uh when your offensive line is is struggling like that it's going to be difficult for for him to to really pull this team back into contention when everything else is 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 going wrong around him so that's that's just what it is for the colts in the 2023 season and and you just hope that that Gardner Minshew does more good than bad uh, on this offense. But let's talk about the guy who continues to impress on this offense, Drake, Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, again, I mean, yeah, but yes, the Colts Sheesh. loss. I, I think the only player that that played up to expectations or, or above expectations was Michael Pittman Jr. Another game with eight catches, 95 yards, caught the two-point conversion, 
Again, in the midst of a career season, Michael Pittman Jr. is in a contract year. I think with with that game yesterday, he tied the franchise record for most consecutive games with eight plus catches uh, with the Hall of Fame wide receiver Marvin Harrison. No big deal. Just no big deal. And, And it's and Pittman's just not getting enough help. You know, he didn't get enough help on Sunday. Uh, he think he did his job. He was he was targeted eleven times, uh, made some great catches in contested coverage, and and made made some big plays too. So I think Michael Pittman did his job. But man, I think as the games go along, go along, Pittman is just continuing to to raise the that dollars those dollar signs raise that that signing price that he's gonna have he's gonna be required uh to for him to stay in indianapolis as stats matt says only 16 yards away from 1000 receiving yards so kudos again to michael Pittman, drake another great day by number 11 yeah and um he is already i think he had around this that amount of yards last season or he's already surpassed it um and then his receiving or his receptions are four shy of a career high which was last year i think it was 99 correct so this this dude still has four freaking games to play he will be targeted as much and produce as much there is a potential this this dude on the high end could be pushing 130 catches Okay, that is just bonkers to for me to comprehend because I think it was Marvin Harrison that had the record for the longest time for like I think it was a 143 in a season that Michael Thomas, yep. the slant god, took it. So it's like you know you, you look at you look at what Pittman has been able to do. Look, he's being he's being in this put in the same company based off of performance as Marvin Harrison, who had Manning. Okay, this dude had a rookie quarterback who is incredibly inexperienced for two and, and a then, half games. For two and a half games, and then he's got a backup quarterback who is incredibly limited. Okay, so credit to Steichen for knowing what to do with Michael Pittman. He's the first coach who may have just unlocked this dude's full potential, and you might just be seeing the scratching of the surface. And then credit to Michael Pittman. He's just making it work. It's his seventh quarterback. I think that I recently saw that, you know, he he was like saying, hey, everybody, you know, uh, repost for, for the Pro Bowl. He's absolutely earned it he's one of the top receivers as far as receptions and all the numbers i mean he's earned it man and again he's just continuing to play at a high level regardless of who's throwing him the football i think Pittman, out of all the colts this year deserves a pro bowl vote probably more than than anyone and i know zaire franklin is leading the league in tackles i know quentin nelson has has played really really good football this year talk about kenny moore to forrest buckner what michael Pittman jr is doing considering the 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 quarterback situation this year and and everything that's gone along with it yeah i i think all colts fans should should get out there and vote to put michael Pittman into his first pro bowl stats matt said he had 980 85 yards last year so he's already uh he's one yard shy of passing what he had last year so um when you talk about that and he needs four receptions to get to 999 uh which would be which would tie his career high he's probably going to have career highs in 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 receptions and and yards by the end by saturday night after the colts play the steelers so Credit to Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, he's certainly trying to carry this offense until Jonathan Taylor basically ret- is until Jonathan right until Jonathan Taylor returns and and again I mean it just the 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 more he continues to do this the the higher those dollar signs go but I don't think the, I don't think that matters to the Indianapolis Colts they're they're going to do everything they can to keep Michael Pittman here long term as they should. You know, you mean, Drake, you, you mentioned Shane Steichen, and you mentioned Michael Pittman for working hard to get to this point. You know, I, I think part of the reason he's gotten to this point is, is the work he's done with Reggie Wayne. You know, I mean, as, as, Ooh. as we've said, as I've said on this show before, what Marvin Harrison did, he passed the secrets down to Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne passed the secrets down to T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton started to pass those down to Michael Pittman before, before the Colts allowed Hilton to go elsewhere. Reggie Wayne's back in this building and he's working with Michael Pittman Jr. every single day. And now in year two, with under Reggie Wayne's tutelage, you're really seeing the, the best out of Michael Pittman this year. And I don't think this is the top for Pittman either. I think he's going to continue to grow and we're really going to see him hit his full potential here within the next within the next couple of seasons. 
Yeah, and uh, real quick before before I reply to what you just said, so I, I saw an interesting comment here from Mark S. Lashley. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining the show. Why aren't there more throws down the field to change defenses? So it's a it's a tale of two different games: the Titans game and this game. Okay, the Titans game, Minshew at times had plenty of time to to sit in that pocket and find those guys downfield, and he is not a guy with a lot of arm strength but he was able to really step into those throws to Alec Pierce, and that really opened up the defense underneath. This game, dude did not have anywhere near the time to process anything. The game was never going right, it seemed. It went very right in the game against Tennessee, um, especially on their on their upward swing there when they were making a comeback. So I just think that Minshew didn't have enough time. Um, but at the end of the day, look, Michael Pittman has, has just made it work with a smorgasbord of quarterbacks. He's absolutely earned that contract. He's going to get that contract. The Colts are not going to Danico Autry this. So don't worry, Colts fans. Uh, I think you can expect Michael Pittman Jr. to stay a Colt for a while. Now let's switch gears here, Drake. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And something you and I talked about last Thursday is, is getting pressure on Jake Browning and how this Colts pass rush has really come alive over the, 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 the three games prior uh, to this matchup with the Bengals. On Sunday, completely different story. Zero sacks on Jake Browning. Not much pressure uh, uh, to to be to be seen on the backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. It allowed Browning to to really survey the defense, which was was playing off because the there these rookie and, and these young cornerbacks are going up against the likes of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, maybe the best, if not one of the best, uh, uh, wide receiver trios in the entire NFL. So when you're not able to get pressure on the quarterback there, it, it, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's going to be a long day. And Gus Bradley talked about it today that, that it works hand in hand where the, the coverage needs to be a little bit better to allow the pass rush to get home. I, I think that's, uh, uh, that's, 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 true to an extent but i do think i still expect these guys to to have a bigger impact on the game especially with grover stewart uh back in the mix and before you respond stats matt putting the blame on me saying it's all andrew's fault d-line was almost non-existent yes i did write a piece talking about samson uh abukam and quitty pay how they were quietly becoming a fantastic pass rush duo and then on, on Sunday, you you barely heard e- either one of those guys mentioned. So, Drake, what do you think about the pass rush? First of all, is it my fault that, that all this happened? And 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 what do you think of, of the defensive line's performance on Sunday? Stats, Matt, the, the, the man has a growing family. He has to write articles. Okay, <laughs> come on. Come on. No, I'm just hey, kidding. I, yeah. Listen, I still stand by that. I still think this Samson, Abukam, and Quiddy Pay before season's end, both those guys have double-digit sacks. So I'll put I'll put some money on that one. Oh, no, I and I absolutely agree with you. I think that this was just a case of uh, they just could not. It was just a bad everything. I, th- I think you said something perfect. You said everything that went wrong could have gone wrong. Like everything that 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 could have just absolutely fallen apart just seemingly did. And I think that something that was interesting that we talked about was the, the difference between Will Levis and Jake Browning. We talked about how, yes, don't get me wrong, the Colts earned those sacks against the Titans. But Levis also is a rookie who's tougher than hell and will just sit Holds there. the ball a long time. Yeah, he's a sitting duck and he's not mobile enough to just outright you know, juke somebody and he doesn't have the agility like a guy like Richardson or Jackson or something like that. He's, he's fast, but not that quick. So you got a guy like Browning who is going to get that ball out quick. And they, they did it against the Jaguars. They had the short screens. That's where chase got a lot of his catches is short little dinky completions. They did the same thing this time, just with a bunch of different players and also give Browning credit. There were times where DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, they were it seemed inches from tackling this dude and he just delivers a dart. No big deal over the top of these guys. So I I think that they got the ball out quickly. I think that they put an imperative on the game plan to get the ball out quickly because you're facing a terrifying Colts defensive front Um, and give them credit because they did. That ball was never in Jake Browning's hands that long. It wasn't, and it's a good it's a good game plan. And I think because the Colts were playing so deep, they were so worried about Jamar Chase and T. Higgins beating them exactly. deep that it allowed the screen game to have success. You know that that first that first screen to to Chase Brown. Yes, it looked like there was a block in the back that happened on Kenny Moore. That I think it would if it doesn't happen, Kenny Moore makes that tackle. You know, but since it did, it wasn't called. Chase Brown gets gets free. 
couple missed tackles. I think one was by Zaire Franklin, one was by Rodney Thomas, and allows him to go 56 yards, or I'm sorry, 54 yards for a touchdown. Then, then later in the game, another dump off this time to Joe Mixon goes 45 yards to get the Bengals inside the red zone. And, and a few plays later, Mixon ends up punching it in for, for another touchdown for the Bengals. So they really killed the Colts with the running back screen game. And again, credit to the Bengals for blocking it. Credit to Jake Browning for staying calm in the pocket and 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 seeing that his, his check down was going to be wide open and allowing his playmakers to go to work. So, but when you don't have a pass rush that is routinely affecting the quarterback like that and a lot and when the Colts are trying to play softer coverage it, it's just a recipe for a disaster and I think that's what allowed the Bengals to really extend drives Jake Browning never really felt the need to, to try to push the ball he was just taking what the Colts defense was giving him and 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 that worked for the Bengals they were able to drive down the field get into scoring position and and the Colts really had no answer for them on Sunday yeah, and I think one of the biggest irritating things to watch was the missed tackling. I, I think I remember I, I posted out on X. I was like, this is hard to watch. Like it, it's it, Joe Mixon looks like 2020 Derrick Henry, who was Thanos, basically. He's just the eater of worlds out there. So Joe, Joe Mixon looked like he could break anybody's tackle. So I think that, man, with a short week, you got a game against a really struggling team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. They need to put an emphasis on the fundamentals again. Sometimes you have to do that. You just do because there's so many games in the season that sometimes you lose a little bit of certain things. Okay, you have to come back to what made you great football players, and that is tackling on defense. That's the that's the number one thing you got to do. Better than anything, you got to make tackles, especially if you're linebackers and defensive backs. You just do. So um, awful game as far as tackling efficiency, but. With the guys that the Colts do have, Andrew, I do fully expect a bounce back game and soon on the tackling efficiency side. You got it. It has to be against has the Steelers to because if not, yeah. and the Steelers end up winning, uh, the the Colts the Colts playoff chances <sighs> drop dramatically if they drop if they fall to the Steelers on Sunday. There was there was one highlight for the defense on Sunday, and it was. Ronnie Harrison Jr. making another highlight play. It seems like the the former safety turned linebacker. All he does is come in and, and make interceptions. That's as he gets his second interception of the season. Takes it thirty six yards for the pick six. Uh, I saw on the broadcast that it was the eighteenth straight game for the Indianapolis Colts recording a turnover. Uh, so shout out to Gus Bradley's unit for for continuing to get the ball back to uh, back to the, the 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 offense for that. But hey. Great job by Ronnie Harrison, and it was at a time where the Colts were, were struggling. I mean, they got that touchdown to come back within one score, but then the quick pick six by Rodney Harrison really tightened up this game, and in my opinion, I thought it was going to completely shift the momentum in the Colts' favor. Unfortunately, it did not. The Bengals come out after halftime, drive right down the field and, and get the score. But hey, Rodney Harrison Jr. over the past few weeks has been one of the bright spots of uh, and, and a surprising bright spot at that for this Colts defense. Yeah, and he's doing this with incredibly limited snaps. Now, for those who think, okay, he's just a depth linebacker, blah, blah, blah. He was just incredibly recently converted over from safety to linebacker all right he was asked to do the unthinkable first game doing this just comes in and gets his first interception as an indianapolis colt you know so turns around and does it again i i am excited to see if he does stay with the team i am excited to see what happens if he gets a full off season really getting involved with the linebackers because he's just so raw at linebacker he hasn't really perfected those skills yet but boy, oh boy, he brings an interesting set of skills already to linebacker, which is the ability to take away the ball and then just scamper to the freaking house with it. And at the time, you really thought that was something that might shift the momentum in favor for the Colts. Yeah, and unfortunately it did not. But hey, yeah. it, at least it, it adds another playmaking uh, aspect to this Colts defense. That when when other when other guys aren't in position to do that, hey, it's good to that you know you can rely on on another piece adding adding to that. Because unfortunately, Shaquille Leonard, who made his debut for the Philadelphia Eagles last night, uh, Shaq Leonard hadn't hadn't uh, recorded a turnover yet. You get Rodney Harrison in there, two turnovers already uh, to to help with this defense. So. Colts fall to seven and six with the loss against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now one of six teams 
tied at seven and six there in the AFC. Unbelievable how close this playoff race is shaping out to be. It's the Colts, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Texans, the Broncos, and the Bills all at seven and six with four games remaining going to be crazy this final these final four weeks of the season so so drake i wanted to ask you we talked about this loss and how how the colts really in all three phases kill hurt themselves you know with all those self-inflicted wounds weren't able to overcome it so and 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 logan schmidt is is coming in with with kind of what what this question is going to be about with another super chat of his logan thank you so much logan asks do we make the playoffs so so in in my opinion the colts are probably the colts are down at this point because of that loss but i don't think they're out of this and and here's why i mentioned it really quickly at the beginning of the episode where it just seems like no matter the coach no matter who's playing whether it's Peyton Manning Andrew Luck or Gardner Minshew at quarterback there's always one weekend in December where the Colts end up laying an egg this 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 seems to be it you know and and in my opinion I do not anticipate another performance uh, like this out of a Shane Steichen led team because what we have seen all season long and and something that Shane Steichen has has really harped on from the moment he took this job to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts is 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 focusing in on the details and he even talked about it today in his Monday press, presser the reason he said the reason there were so many self-inflicted wounds and why we performed so so poorly was because we didn't focus on those details I think you're going to get a really focused Colts team this week Drake I, I really do I think the coaches are going to be on them to really focus in on the details I think the players are, are going to be hyper focused because they don't want to go out there against the Steelers and get embarrassed again like they did against Cincinnati so you're going to have a really focused team a really motivated team and and I think it's gonna I think we're going to see um, a much better performance out of the out of these Colts on on Saturday in Lucas Oil Stadium what do you think I agree and and you know I know that they haven't exactly had the best record at home this year but I think that this is a make or break game for their playoff hopes. And you know what really sounds good for a coach of the year candidacy is when you take a team that's led by a backup quarterback in your first season to the freaking playoffs. Okay. So I, I really think that this team is behind Steichen. I think that they believe in Steichen. I think that he believes in them and he believes in Gardner Minshew. And you guys, everybody has to understand this, that he's a backup quarterback. If they're down by more than 10 points, and they are asking him to go out there and win the game. Unless you have, honestly, maybe like an explosive type of backup quarterback that's like hit or miss, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick who's going to throw the ball downfield all day or like a Jameis Winston. But you could also get four picks along with your four touchdowns any given game. So Minshew's a safer option. So, yeah, if he's down, he's not – his strengths are not get this team back from 13, 14 points. You know, guys like Manning, they made a career out of that. So did luck. So that's just not Minshew. So I think that this is a, a, an opportunity, though, upcoming, and especially against both the Falcons and the Raiders. Okay. Both two teams who have completely lost their identity um, and the Steelers. I know that we said this about the Bengals, but man, I really do think that Mitchell Trubisky has enough tape on him that you can exploit this dude. I don't think Jake Browning has enough tape on him. I think he's just getting started. Give it time. Maybe he'll turn into a backup again. Who knows? But I just think that this is a good opportunity for the Colts to get in. And yes, I predict that they will sneak into that seventh seed because they're still number seven right now. They are with 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 while the tiebreakers are currently the Colts still do own the seventh seed in the AFC. I th- I think outs- outside of maybe the Denver Broncos, who if you look at the schedules, the Broncos have a very very easy schedule, oh, yeah. uh, especially after this this Sunday uh, against the the De- or no they play on Saturday too I think uh, against the Detroit Lions. The the Broncos have a very easy schedule, but so do the Colts. Now again, just because you have an easy schedule. How many times have I said this? Any team could win on any given Sunday. Play. You still have to go out there, execute, and and win the game. Something the Colts did not do on Sunday. They know firsthand that you have to go out there and execute. You can't just sleepwalk through through these teams. Colts aren't near good enough to do that. So they do have to go out and execute. And and if they do, I see them coming out on top and 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 finishing. 
10 and seven or, or, or even sweeping these last four games uh, to sneak into the playoffs. So while the Colts are down right now, this may just be the kick in the pants they need to, to re to get this team fired back up for the stretch run and into the playoffs. Logan, thank you so much for your super chat, buddy. Really do appreciate it. And, and all the support you always give Drake and I, it, it really does mean the world to us. Drake, let's talk about the injury report here for the Indianapolis Colts. Although a lot of people on social media were talking about maybe Gardner Minshew suffered a concussion during the game, no injuries to report from the Colts for this game. That's Gardner good. Minshew came in here and and said that the uh, uh, or Gardner Minshew did not uh, have concussion like symptoms either yesterday or today. Uh, so so that's a really good sign. So let's look at the guys that missed Sunday's game. Uh, of course running back Jonathan Taylor had that thumb injury uh this would be week three uh for that so in my opinion Taylor probably misses this game on Saturday against the Steelers we'll see if he returns uh, against the the Atlanta Falcons but again it's going to be up to Zach Moss probably to to at least at least this game against the Steelers really get that running game going and then Braden Smith on on the, the alone the other uh, uh guy on the offensive side of the ball that missed with that knee injury we'll see if he returns the Colts uh, offensive line certainly missed their their starting right tackle on Sunday yeah, but like you said, both tackles really performed pretty bad. I mean, Ryman really struggled against Hendrickson too. But yeah, like you said, especially in the ground game, when you're hitting that right side, boy, oh boy, you want Braden Smith out there. He is a dog in the run game. I, I agree. On the defensive side of the ball, EJ Speed missed with a knee injury. Uh, really wanted to see that linebacker out there to help in the secondary. I don't know how, how much help it would have been, but but EJ Speed, you, you definitely notice a difference when, when he isn't out there, especially since Shaq Leonard is now in Philadelphia. And Juju Brents, close to playing on Sunday. Both him and EJ Speed were questionable, downgraded to out on Saturday. But if I had to put money on it, I think Juju Brunts returns this week against the Steelers. I talked about it last week that, that that the feeling in the building was that Juju Brents would come back to practice, but they weren't sure on if he was going to play. That turned out to be correct. This week, I think Juju Brents does suit up and is back in the starting lineup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and for this stretch run, the Colts desperately need to get Brents back and, and, and playing well. Yeah, and you're talking about also uh, not only adding his – he seems to have a playmaking ability about him. Um, not only adding that back to the defense, but you're dealing with George Pickens, who is really kind of falling apart in that offense. Then you're dealing with Deontay Johnson, who might be the only real receiving threat that's consistent enough to make something happen with Mitch Trubisky. So, boy, if you add back Juju Brents along with the rest of the secondary, secondary who out of out, – outside of – I guess the game against the Bengals, they've played pretty admirably given their inexperience outside of Kenny Moore. So um, I think that's huge though. And I mean, Hey, maybe even he, he might even get a turnover against a guy like Trubisky, not, not hating on Trubisky. I'm just saying he's a lower level backup in my opinion. EJ speed, the Colts best cover linebacker out there. And, and we've already seen Juju oh. Brents, not afraid to, to get, get under the skin of some fellow wide receivers. He certainly did that in the first meeting against Deandre Hopkins. So Juju, Brents on George Pickens. I mean, we've already we just Troy Aikman was sure to point out last Monday uh the attitude issues that George Pickens was having, it something that bad, has man. been well documented since his days at Georgia. So I know I still see a lot of Colts fans wondering why the Colts picked George Pickens, uh, uh why the Colts didn't pick George Pickens and instead picked Alec Pierce. There's a lot more more there than than meets the eye with Pickens with, can't block George Pickens. Uh it's yeah, he can't block, doesn't try to block, but there's a lot of personal things in there that uh you just don't want pickings on your team colts fans you want to trust me with that one so we'll see who all returns against the pittsburgh steelers but i'm sure the colts want to be try to be as close to full strength as possible for that huge matchup on saturday let's talk about the latest colts news and rumors drake as we've got a couple signings to talk about for the colts uh first the colts uh, to make a spot on those uh roster for the return of Grover Stewart, uh, the Colts waived wide receiver Jawan Winfrey. 
Again, mostly a guy that was playing special teams for the Colts at that wide receiver spot. So wasn't wasn't too hard to, to let Winfrey go. Uh, but then something you wrote about today, and it was very, very interesting. Uh, the Colts signed offense, old offensive tackle Jared Veldier uh, to their practice squad. If you remember, Veldier was with the Colts in 2020 when, when old Uncle Phil was leading this Colts offense. Signed off the street, had two days of practice to, to end that season and started at left tackle for the Indianapolis Colts against the Jaguars the day that Jonathan Taylor ran for 250 yards and, and clinched the Colts playoff berth. So, uh, but hey, Veldier comes back out of retirement uh, the past couple seasons and, and rejoins the Colts practice squad. Yeah, and hey, look, I, I said this in the piece that given Blake Freeland's struggles, okay, if, if Braden Smith is out for longer than what what anyone is expecting are multiple games here. Don't be surprised if he gets elevated and potentially rivals Blake Freeland, because in that limited expand uh, or in that limited, like expansion of practices that he had, I thought that he actually did pretty well in, in 2020 when he filled in. So we'll see. And stats, Matt says, don't forget that he almost started for the Packers a week later in the playoffs. <laughs> so Veldier has plenty of starting experience. We'll see Lots. if he ends up on the Colts active roster. Logan Schmidt asks either of you going to the game on Saturday. I will be there. Since it's a home game, I will be there uh, uh, as the Colts take on the Steelers. Drake is actually going to be doing a live post-game reaction uh, to the game on the Bleacher Report Live. So Whoever has been uh, watching Drake and I's live streams on the Bleacher Report app, we really thank you and appreciate all of your support. So after you watch the game on Sunday, make sure you turn into the Bleacher Report app where Drake is going to give his live reaction. But I'll be at the game, Logan. I think Logan's going to that game. Hopefully Logan's uh, losing streak while he's in attendance at these Colts games. Hopefully that doesn't continue on Saturday. Uh, but hey, Logan, uh, let me know where you're at and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll grab a beer or, or something there. So uh, Drake and then for to make a, a spot for Veldier on the practice squad, the Colts release safety Brandon Wilson. So uh, really, uh, no one who no one who has seen the field, but well, it's still going to be interesting to see if Veldier comes up to that active roster uh, at some point here throughout the rest of the season. So finally, to wrap to wrap up the episode, Colts player of the game. A lot tougher today this for this game, Drake. Not not Yikes. many people to to choose from for this award, but let let's try to do it. So Colts lost to the Bengals, but who is your player of the game? He comes from my favorite position group on the football field, and that's tight end. Give me Will Mallory. All right, the dude goes out there. He's just a rookie. All right, he's basically the the the, the second third guy on the depth chart right now. Goes out there and has five targets, five catches, 46 yards. Okay, I I mean, there's been a couple games where he has stood out way more than Kylan Granson, and he blocks better, too, and he's faster. So, I mean, we're, we're just going to have to see what, what happens with Will Mallory. But, boy, in, in a game where Minshew couldn't find anybody outside of Michael Pittman, Will Mallory stood out and was one hell of a safety blanket. You love Will Mallory. And yeah, credit, credit to love Will it. Mallory for, for taking advantage of those opportunities. Sometimes the forgotten man in that tight end group for the Colts uh, definitely showed what he could do on Saturday, on Saturday uh, or Sunday. Excuse me. Stats Matt says he's going to go uh, Rodney Harrison Jr. Ooh. He'd go Pittman, but it's expected at this point. And Stats Matt, that's who I'm picking, Michael Pittman Jr. You Someone know, it, it's it's got to be <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, eight catches, 95 yards, really outside of Mallory. I'll give Mallory his props since we didn't talk about him earlier. But Pittman's the playmaker on this offense. Pittman he did is. what he was supposed to do. He tried as as hard as he could to to will the offense down the field. Just wasn't enough with all the all of the uh, uh, issues going on on all three sides of the ball for the Colts. Just 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 not not as not much he could do at that point so Pittman is again having a career season doing everything possible to lead this offense practically by himself at times so Michael Pittman is my Colts player of the game CMDSR says yep his is Michael Pittman Jr. and was uh um, oh yeah my MVP was Will the Thrill Mallory an interesting nickname for uh, Will the Thrill Mallory maybe that's what we'll have to that's start. gonna stick like glue <laughs> we'll have to start calling him Will Will the Thrill Mallory uh from now on courtesy of cmd but drake seven and six for the indianapolis colts huge matchup with the pittsburgh steelers on saturday winner is still right in the thick of the of the playoff hunt in the afc 
loser, it's going to be tough for them to overcome that loss and 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 get back into the uh, into position for for a playoff spot. So it's going to be make or break for the Colts and the Steelers on Saturday. Yeah, and you got this game bumped to a, a quote unquote primetime spot. All right, on Saturday, so there's your primetime game. All right, you are in must win mode against a team that is down and honestly crippled as far as their offensive capabilities. So, uh, if there was ever a time to get motivated to win, it's now. It's against the Falcons and it's against the Raiders because you want to walk into that Houston Texans game saying, "All right." It's win and get in, or if if it's losing, get out. You don't want to lose this game because, boy, oh, boy, it might kill your playoff chances already. Colts are on to Pittsburgh, and it's going to be a fun matchup to talk about and, and watch later this week. So that's our show for today, guys. Really appreciate everybody tuning in, talking Colts football with us, and, and analyzing what actually happened in that game against the Cincinnati Bengals and making sense of, of everything that we saw from the boys in blue. Shout out to uh, those that gave super stickers or super chats this evening. Logan Schmidt, Truitt, my beautiful wife, Danielle, and Stats Matt. Thank you so much for all of your support. And thanks to everybody else who tuned in and, and, and talked Colts with us this evening. Really appreciate it. Every time you guys join us and, and, and talk football it makes, makes these episodes so much fun. If you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell. So, you know, whenever Drake and I go live, whenever Shad goes live at the saddle up show, so you never miss an episode and just a reminder trying to get to 2000 subscribers so if you haven't done so please hit that subscribe button and if you can't catch us on youtube apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe give us a five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you drake and i have been putting out content on horseshoehuddle.com as always so drake tell the people what they need to go check out so I just did my piece on uh, the three good and three bad and the Colts' loss to the Bengals. And then I do discuss a little bit more about the Colts' most recent um, offensive tackle signing there. Um, I, Jared Veld here, excuse me. Um, so go check both those pieces out. And hey, you know what? You got yourself one heck of a matchup this weekend and it's crucial. But man, I really think the Colts can get this one done, Andrew. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. For me, I gave my takeaways from the Colts' loss to the Cincinnati Bengals right after the game. So that's live on horseshoehuddle.com. And then tomorrow, I'll be releasing my piece on the top five graded Colts in the loss to the Bengals. Number one isn't a surprise, but there are a couple guys in there, especially at number four, that I think a lot of Colts fans might be excited as he's getting more and more playing time on this defense. So make sure you check those out and all the other great pieces on horseshoehuddle.com. Go follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we'll be back Thursday night to break down and get you all set for Colts against the Steelers on Saturday. And we're going to have a special guest, a uh, guest appearance on Thursday to help us break it down. If you've been following Horseshoe Huddle for a long time, you'll recognize this name. So that's your lone hint for uh, uh, for Thursday night, but it's going to be a lot of fun as we talk Colts Steelers and get ready for a, a, a bloodbath of an AFC matchup <laughs> on Saturday. So, uh, and I see stats matt has figured it out so for for drake for drake and myself enjoy your week and we'll be seeing you thursday night colts fans